I remember something I once read. That a representative owes the people not only his industry, but his judgment. And he betrays them if he sacrifices it to their opinion. That was written by Edmund Burke, a member of the British Parliament. But everybody everywhere is ordained with natural rights. Everyone everywhere is created in the image of God with natural rights, and government is just our shared project to secure those rights. Government is not the author or the source of any of our rights. The government that governs least governs best. And maybe we can do all this stuff with more freedom. The one question I want to ask on every issue is, is there a way to do this with more freedom? The answer is sometimes no to that question. We should at least ask that question. What's up, guys? It is Friday, July 3rd, 2020, and I resemble a ghost. Very, very sunny. Very sunny in here. Give me a moment. I can fix that. Better. It's not perfect, but it's it's schmucks and better. How y'all doing? Uh, it's great to come before you this week. Uh, I, I've had a, I, I've had quite quite a wealth of experience over the past uh, uh, week or two. In case you missed last week's episode, it was with Libertarian presidential nominee Joe Jorgensen, uh, which was a, a fantastic interview. Uh, you know, with with Joe Jorgensen, Doctor Joe Jorgensen. I was originally only scheduled uh, 15 to 20 minutes, but she ran a little bit late. She ran about 10 minutes late, and she said, hey, you, you can have me for an hour if you want. And I'm a little upset at myself for not taking the full hour. Uh, but I did go for, it was a 40-minute interview, practically. And it was great. I absolutely loved it. It was a very informative uh Event and it's it's been my most replied to, my most watched, my most listened to episode, and, and so many of you have already heard it. But if you haven't, this is your invitation right now to to pause this one, go back to Joe Jorgensen's, and then come to this episode, or finish this episode, go back and and watch Joe Jorgensen, you know, and then share it with your friends too. 
Absolutely. Share it with your friends if it's something that, that, that you ended up liking, you know. Uh, people who don't even fit the ideology of, of, of pure libertarianism or, or you know, even would be counted as definitely voting for Joe Jorgensen reached out. Uh, you know, people such as my nephew, who, who my nephew, I would argue, is, is very much a progressive in politics, but he reached out and said, hey, that was a great episode, and, you know, I enjoy listening to your podcast, so shout out to Finn, by the way, who's listening, but... uh. But but he said, uh, you know, I I don't always agree with you, but at least your show's not some ridiculous like purity echo chamber thing where somebody listens and they absolutely tune out. It's not the kind of show that I've been wanting to run, and I very much hope that that when people tune in, they're not they're not sitting there getting turned off by by you know me trying to be a purist or something. Uh, I never try to put on a facade, you know. I never try to never try to be something I'm not. Uh, I'm very much a, a libertarian leaning, maybe a small L, whatever you want to call it, uh, in my ideology. Uh, but it definitely does not fit Republican or conservative conservatism and uh, classic liberalism. Uh, it, it doesn't. It's all over the place, you know. It's all over the place. And then in talking about today's topic, there's some libertarians that might get pissed off at me. And th- th- but you know what? That's any day, any day on libertarian Twitter, somebody gets pissed off at you. Somebody says you're not a real libertarian. Somebody calls you a statist. If they don't call you that, then you're not part of the family. You know. I hate to say it, but. I mean, with that being said, a friend of mine, actually a transgender friend of mine, reached out uh, asking about looking to help Joe Jorgensen, and then came back, you know, with a story that I hated to hear about. About she logged onto the Discord page and tried to engage, and and was met with, uh, you know, a pretty uh, vitriolic response, and then ended up getting banned, and you know. It put a bad taste in, in their mouth, and, and that's something that you don't want to see either. You never want to see these things happen, especially when people are branching towards, you know, your candidate. You know, it's a third-party candidate, sure, but but you want to welcome people who are who are investigating this kind of thing. This isn't uh, this isn't the time to light them up with purity tests, you know? It's like, it's like when people ask me, how do I get into libertarianism? You know, like, how, wh- where do I start? What do I read? Uh, I see this on Twitter a lot too, amongst you libertarians, and, and I'm just I'm throwing out a piece of advice there. When somebody asks, you know, where should I start with libertarianism? Don't throw them a, a big old thick philosophy book of politics uh, or of political theory because it, that, that is such a that is such a daunting task and a turnoff that that people oftentimes will not take that step. Uh, you got to ease them into it, you know, go with an easy reading kind of thing, go with, you know, find podcasts, podcasts is great, it's people talking about stuff, it's easier to digest uh, before diving into, you know, oh, I want to read, you know, I want to read Locke, you know, or I want to read, you know, I'm going to go back to, you know, Greek, uh, ancient Greek philosophy, I'm going to go read The Republic by Plato, Uh, you know, I don't, I, I've read The Republic by Plato, and I don't recommend – it's never like on the first list of things that I recommend to people. Hey, you know what? You should read Plato's The Republic. 
it'll be a great read. You'll love it. Um, <laughs> because Plato's The Republic literally is like ancient Greek podcasting. That's that's what they did. It was philosophers talking about things. And it's a transcript of philosophers talking about things. Think about how daunting a task that is for somebody who maybe not dabbles or reads this kind of stuff. Sorry about my drink breaks. It's Friday. You know, it's Friday. I worked in overtime. I'm awake now. Uh, I'm going to be pushing 24 hours awake uh, by, you know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Right now it's 11 o'clock. So, you know, I need I need fuel. Gridlock. It's not a sponsorship. It's just a really cheap energy drink from Aldi. Uh, yes, yes, honey. When I went grocery shopping this morning, I did buy me an energy drink. It's because if I didn't, I would be crashed in bed right now. So this is for the betterment of us. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, so Dr. Joe Jorgensen, great interview. Uh, that happened within the past week. Uh, also, my good friend Stephen Ignoramus, at Ignoramus Steve on the Twitter my good friend uh, Stephen Ignoramus uh, invited me on to call me ignorant. Well, was it call me ignorant, Steve? I, you know, I don't. Yeah, I think it was just an interview, or maybe it was call me ignorant. I don't. But either way, either way, uh, I've been on Stephen Ignoramus's show. I was on it last year, uh, call me ignorant, and he invited me on again, and we had a great hour, hour and fifteen minute conversation. Uh, which was live-streamed, and it's going up on Monday, or it did go up on Monday as a podcast. It'll be in the show notes for you to check out. And also, if you're on the FritzCast YouTube page, I have this nice little playlist uh, in my playlist selections. That is, you know, there's the FritzCast episodes, the ones that, you know, you're watching. I, I produce them, those episodes. You can watch those episodes, but then I have one that's called Guest Appearances, which is all my guest appearances, which which it's not <laughs> it's not a lot under my belt, okay. But uh, second time on Stephen Ignoramus, and uh, good friend of mine Chris Spangle at the We Are Libertarians Network posted up Pathways to Libertarianism. Me and him talked back in April, again a live stream, but now it's posted as a podcast. That'll be in the show notes too. Another great conversation about how I went from being, you know, George W. Bush Republican <laughs> all the way to where I am now, which is not in the Republican camp at all, you know. So uh, th- th- those are some great things that you can watch this, you know, this this week. Uh, I opened up. This is the first time. On, on the video production that I've opened up with that special intro, and it's been a while since I've opened up with that special intro. Usually I jazz it up with different quotes and stuff. That's one that I used probably a year ago or so. Uh, but I opened up with that one because, of course, Saturday is the 4th of July, and right now our country is far from being on, on a united front, um, it would seem. We still have a, a lot of protests going on. Uh, COVID is still wreaking havoc, uh, if you believe in that sort of thing. <laughs> I'm not a conspiracy theorist, okay? I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but when there's uh, things about COVID that says, 
uh, uh, protests don't spike it, but beach and other things do. Makes me think. Forgive me, I had to answer a call, so <laughs> I kind of lost my place. So let me let me backtrack a little bit here. Our country's in dire straits. It seems that we couldn't be more divided right now, or at least at least that's the way the media wants us to think of this thing. We have COVID ravaging things. Th- things are messed up. You know, you, there's no summer vacations. Some people are still out of a job. Um, some people are still getting very sick. Uh, and it's it's rough because I like celebrating Fourth of July. Uh, I like celebrating America, uh, our unity. Uh, you know, our history is a long road of of evolution. You know, one of the things that I talk about with history is the fact that so many people just want to judge it off of... It's it's like... I go here. I say this probably every year. I, I think everybody needs to watch 1776, the musical. Everybody's going nuts right now because Hamilton is on Disney+. Plus. Ooh, Hamilton. Hamilton's on Disney+. Plus. How awesome is that? I haven't seen Hamilton yet. It's on Disney+, Plus, so I will watch it. Okay, but 1776, the musical. As ridiculous as that may sound to some people, uh, it, it is, um, as, as ridiculous as that might sound to some people, it is a wealth of knowledge of history uh, over, over the founding of this nation. And, and a big key piece that's in there is this whole... America being founded by slave owners. It's, it's, it's in this movie. It does not tiptoe around the subject uh, or turn a blind eye to it. It hits it directly on the head. Hits it directly on the head. And one of the best lines in that film is Adams, John Adams is vehemently opposed to removing this quote-unquote slavery clause in the Declaration of Independence. He doesn't want it removed. He, he keeps saying, you know, what will history think of us? He, he clearly is made to not like this institution uh, of slavery. And Ben Franklin is a well-established abolitionist who pushed against slavery as well. And it's Ben Franklin that looks at him and says, John, doesn't matter what history is going to think of us. We're all going to be long gone. And what are those people going to think we were anyway? Demigods? We're men. We're men, no more, no less. Trying to establish a nation under greater odds than a more generous God would have offered. And it's a line like that, I think, that really puts some things into perspective here. Or at least it should put things into perspective for people. At the end of the day, yes, we have we have monuments, we have statues to all these people, you know, and thinking critically as, as just a human being, 
I mean, maybe we shouldn't have a lot of idols. Uh, maybe we shouldn't have these big marbled statues of, of, of these guys, you know, or, or at least maybe we shouldn't worship them because they, in fact, were human beings. They were flawed. They had bad qualities. They had qualities that shouldn't be revered in some cases. But people tend to miss that. I, I truly believe that every generation that passes, that generation seemingly believes that they're the most righteous generation. They're the one that's going to set the record straight. I feel like every generation feels that way about themselves. They want to make their mark in history. They want to go down as the, as the guys that did it, as the guys that made it happen. But ultimately, it doesn't work out that way because we're human beings. We're flawed. We do have prejudice. We, we we do have prejudices, and we do have biases, and we do have, you know, some people are straight up assholes. It's the way life is. It's the way human beings are. That doesn't mean we don't strive to be better. It doesn't mean that we uh, just accept where we're at and keep a status quo. You know, it it, it doesn't. But. We have to look at these things through a lens. When we're looking at history, we have to look at these things through a lens. Realizing that the times were not what they are today. That the cultural norms are not what they are today. That the common practice and belief is not what it is today. It it evolves. It changes. It's the cycle of life, or the circle of life. If you may and watch The Lion King, nine hundred times a week because it's Emmy's favorite movie. But there's something I want to read that I learned from the musical 1776, but it's actual. It's actually historical. It's actually historic in context in reference to the Declaration of Independence. And this this passage from the Declaration of Independence that was deleted, or stricken, however you want to say it, uh, it it's pretty profound, and I, th- I find it amazing that it, that it made it into a zany, wacky musical about the signing of the Declaration of Independence, but it doesn't make it really in the school history books at all. Um, and you can read this for yourself as cited um, via other sources from um, blackpass.org. Uh, 1776, the deleted passage of the Declaration of Independence, which reads, When Thomas Jefferson included a passage attacking slavery in his draft of the Declaration of Independence, it initiated the most intense debate among the delegates gathered at Philadelphia in the spring and early summer of 1776. Jefferson's passage on slavery was the most important section removed from the final document. It was replaced with a more ambiguous passage about King George's incitement of, quote, domestic insurrection among us. Decades later, Jefferson blamed the removal of the passage on delegates from South Carolina and Georgia and northern delegates who represented merchants who were at the time actively involved in the transatlantic slave trade. 
Jefferson's original passage on slavery appears below. I will read it in a moment. This is this is in the musical 1776, and it spawns a very harrowing song called uh, "Molasses to Rum to Slaves," which is a the Southern delegate Edward Rutledge sings about the hypocrisy of the North, of the Northern colonies who kind of oppose slavery. You know, there there's some slave owners in the mix of those colonies and those delegates, but mostly more so of an abolitionist approach. And uh, he sings about how they profit off of this just as much as the South does and calls them hypocrites and then walks out with... All with his South Carolina delegates, his North Carolina delegates, and his Georgia delegates. And it's one of the highlights of the movies. But the passage is, quote, He has waged cruel war against human nature itself, violating its most sacred rights of life and liberty in the persons of a distant people who never offended him, captivating and carrying them into slavery in another hemisphere, or to incur miserable death in their transport, in their transportation thither. This piratical warfare, the opprobrium of infidel powers, is the warfare of the Christian king of Great Britain. Determined to keep open a market where men should be bought and sold, he has prostituted his negative for suppressing every legislative attempt to prohibit or restrain this execrable commerce. And that this assemblage of horrors might want no fact of distinguished die, he is now exciting those very people to rise in arms among us and to purchase that liberty of which he has deprived them by murdering the people on whom he has obtruded them, thus paying off former crimes committed against the liberties of one people with crimes he, which he urges them to commit against the lives of another. That passage never made it in the Declaration of Independence, stricken out. And not many people know about it, not many people care to know about it, and uh, education wouldn't bother telling you about it. It's hard sometimes to think that we're in 2020, and there's a place where I think that we should be pretty easily. But we're just not there. We're just not there. And there's no simple solution in unifying the people of this country. Thinking back to... It's like thinking back to 9-11 almost. Like in the days after 9-11, everybody had an American flag posted at their house. And there was just this sense of... Some you know there's this there's this underlying sense of unity around the nation uh, because of the tragedy that happened, and it seems like today everything is more about divisiveness and sharpening divides, and it is extremely sad that we allow our media, our politicians, and nearly every facet of our daily lives. To succumb to this vitriolic hatred of each other. It's not what we should be doing. It's not what we, we shouldn't be in this, this 
this sharp a divide over these things in 2020. Now, there's another thing that I'm going to say, and, and maybe it's controversial, maybe it's not, I don't know. But let's look at everybody now. Let's look at everybody today. Because the past is in the past. There's nothing we can do to change the past. All right? DeLoreans and flux capacitors don't exist. As much as... Well, DeLorean... <laughs> Let me back up. DeLoreans exist. They're pretty crappy cars. I still want one. But DeLoreans exist. Flux capacitors don't. And time travel doesn't exist. We can't go back to the past. But And, and, and we can't wash away the past either. We can't just completely dismantle it and never acknowledge it again because that is the cycle of history that's history repeating itself if we don't learn from it but the past is in the past and and I think everybody needs to realize one of the foundations that America was built upon one of the ideals America was built upon even if for a long, long time it failed at acknowledging it, it was built upon you will be judged by what you do. You will be judged by your character, not your father's character or your mother's character or your brother's character or the rest of your family's character. You will be judged, you will be judged by what you do. The sins of the past are in the past. I'm going to quote Star Wars here. Kylo Ren in The Last Jedi, which, which, depending on who you are, is either the best Star Wars movie or the worst Star Wars movie. For me, it's the worst. Like, well, not the worst, but it's there. It's down there. But one of the lines Kylo Ren says in The Last Jedi is, is, let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Some people might argue that tearing down statues and burning down cities is, is killing it. But, but in all honesty, the past is in the past. None of us were alive 150, 200 years ago. Okay? Period. Did our ancestors commit sins and atrocities and, and not live up to the mission statement in the Declaration of Independence? Absolutely. We pick up the pieces. We put the puzzle back together. And we push to live by that mission statement that's in the Declaration of Independence. Not even talking about the Constitution. People want to pull out the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. They want to start talking about these things. We're, I'm, I'm not talking about that. One line, and I say it a lot. One line. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all are created equal and endowed by their creator or nature, whatever you want to use. Certain unalienable rights, rights that you're born with, they don't come from the government, as echoed by Ben Sass in the intro. 
Government didn't give you nothing. Government doesn't give you the freedom of speech. The Constitution restricts the government from impeding on your freedom of speech. Government didn't give that to you. You have it. And I want to highlight something else in that passage, too. That passage in the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all are created equal. All are created equal. All, not just Americans. All people. Many people want to conflate that and talk about how it's just American. No. They meant all people. Everybody. Everywhere. Again, history as it is, humanity as it is, we all suck. But it's never too late to take those words, those words of inspiration never too late to push that back up it's never too late to redeclare these truths it's never too late for that well it can be too late for that but let the idea is to not get to the point where it's too late for that. It's July 4th. America needs some help. And the only thing that I can hope is that America gets that help. America's been through a lot. America had to go through odds that pretty much seem rather impossible in fighting off one of the largest empires on the face of the earth and being successful at doing it. And then that empire, years later in 1812, tried attacking again staved off by American pride, brute, and strength. And then America was ripping apart at the seams in a civil war. It's the 157th anniversary of Gettysburg. This is the final day of Gettysburg. 157th anniversary of a war that nearly had 2 million casualties altogether, I think, combined. There's a lot that went wrong. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say that every single page turn of American history is something to be proud of. I mean, there's been dark times. There's been very, very bad fights. And I would hope that we can avoid another one. Hopefully we can. Hopefully... You take some time 
to reflect on history and, and, that, and that you do it in a way that isn't with just pure hate and vitriol and, and wanting to wipe it out. But in realizing where the wrongs were, where the rights were, and more importantly, how to go from where we are right now and move forward. And that's the thoughts that I'm going to leave you with today. As far as I'm going to go today. Uh, because I don't want to drag this out. I really don't. I could I could have... Uh, I could have, and I did think about doing like a, just a huge, large episode of, of teaching and lecturing and all that, you know, almost. But I, I, I didn't want to do that. I want, I want Fourth of July to be worthy of celebrating, and and right now it just there's it's, it seems really hard to want to celebrate. Seems really hard. I'll still sit here. I'll still sit at home. I'll still watch the Patriot. I'll still watch 1776. I'll still watch a handful of other movies that I, that I normally watch every year around this time of year. Um, but that's what I'm going to leave you with, guys. Thanks for listening this week. And remember, go back and watch Joe Jorgensen's interview. If you if you missed that, you can catch me on the We Are Libertarians Network podcast and. Stephen Ignoramus's podcast. Shout out to all of those fine folks. Please give them a, a, a look after you're done here at Fritzcast and uh, check out my interviews on them too for a little bit more Fritz content. You know, get your fill in. Uh, you know, Monday, Monday, July sixth. I'm supposed to be uh, supposed to be interviewing Joe Jorgensen's vice presidential candidate, Spike Cohen supposed to be doing that on monday uh i gotta send some emails and make sure that i'm still on for that so uh if you got questions send them in now uh let me know and i'll i, I will put them in the show you only have a couple days to do it um and, and and we'll see what comes of that love you guys catch me on twitter at fritzqs uh most other social media networks it's at fritzcast search it and uh fritzcast podcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with me all right i love you guys And we'll see you next week, hopefully with Spike Cohen.